Our planet is in crisis. The climate is collapsing. A great extinction is taking place now. Our species has created this crisis, actively poisoning our own habitat for trivial short-term gain. Leaders and systems everywhere have constantly failed to do anything about the crisis. We are now at Code Red. Survival of our species, the future of our children, and those who share the planet with us is at stake. Can you spare five minutes to save the Earth? Hi, I'm Ray Katz. The title of this episode is Not Underdogs. We are trying to save the Earth. We are ordinary people. We have no positions of authority, no great wealth, no fame to make us visible. We feel like underdogs. It's the obscure, ordinary people versus the famous great and powerful. How can we possibly prevail? No wonder so many people are consumed by despair and have given up without even taking up the battle. I can't honestly blame them, and I sometimes feel what they feel. There's a powerful lineup of wealthy people, politicians they pay, PR and advertising experts, entire media companies, and especially the fossil fuel industry and its lobbyists, all aligned against us, against our children, against our planet. Billions of dollars and whole institutions of think tanks and strategists. What do we have? We have moral force, an extraordinarily powerful and underrated force. This is the force that has toppled dictators and entire empires. It ended slavery and other forms of exploitation and cruelty. This is the right tool to save the earth. Properly applied, it is unstoppable. But what do I mean by that? Don't we see evil defeat good all the time? How do we wield this mysterious force? How do we win? We follow the giants. There are those that came before, Gandhi, King, Cesar Chavez, many others. They've given power to the powerless and drove away evil and cruelty and bigotry and hatred. These are the people that made others more free. And their approach, moral force, is a tool only we can use. Our opponents are on the wrong side morally, and they are therefore fatally weak. But this is true only if we know how to exploit their weakness and take advantage of our strength. We win if we do our job. I don't mean to suggest that this is easy or even that success is guaranteed, but with a properly executed approach, the odds are in our favor. And we don't need to be perfect. We can make mistakes. We will make mistakes. Gandhi and King and Chavez all made mistakes and all had moments of doubt and despair. But they won, and we can win. Ah, but how do we start? There was a powerful line of French military fortifications in World War II. It was called the Maginot Line, and this would protect France from the Germans. The Maginot Line was said to be impenetrable. Perhaps it was, we may never know. Because the Germans never challenged the Maginot Line. They never crossed it. 
but they took France just the same. The Maginot Line couldn't stop them because they went around the Maginot Line. We won't challenge our opponents head on. They are too powerful to approach that way. We cannot beat them at their own game. But when we play our game, when we don't take the bait, when we instead take the initiative, then the advantage is ours. We call the shots. We make our moves. We won't run headlong into the fortifications of our opponents. We don't react. We act. We start by following our own strategy. We have just a few simple steps. The broad outlines of our plan are are really simple. Filling in the details will be complex, and that's where we will sometimes make mistakes and need to correct course. But we have a way. We have a winning way. And here are those steps. Here's what we need to do. We establish an identity. We commit to a single clear objective. We commit ourselves and recruit others. We make noise, and then we take control. What is our demand? What is the demand that binds us together? It is this. We demand an immediate worldwide emergency program led by climate scientists to end fossil fuels end climate abuse, and restore our planet. And what's so great about this principle, this demand? What's great is that it is broad enough to unite us and put the scientific aspects of things in the hands of scientists. We don't need to argue about what technologies to choose, which approaches are taken to reduce CO2 emissions, or any of that. And in fact, as non-experts, we aren't qualified to do the science. We are focusing on removing the leaders who may not care and certainly have an unbroken record of failure, business and political leaders, and putting this gigantic problem into the hands of the experts who are most capable of addressing it. I envision the climate scientists working with young climate activists, the people who, along with the scientists, have the standing to lead, and they will also work with engineers. Whoever they need, whatever they need, we will make sure that they have it. Our job is to put the right people in charge and then help them. This is a big enough challenge. We should be happy that we don't need to deal with the science. So we establish our identity. We call ourselves saners because to to destroy the planet that you and your loved ones live on would be insane. That is what our leaders have been doing. That is what the oil industry has been doing. That is what Wall Street has been doing. That is what all the politicians who take money from them have been doing. Their behavior is insane, and we cannot and will not allow it to continue. We will not follow them. We will disobey and, through non-cooperation, cleverly applied, shut them down and start a genuine, wide-reaching, science-led program to truly address the crisis. I admit that at this late date, even with experts leading, we may still fail. But I have a certain degree of confidence in scientists because they have a very impressive record of accomplishment. Giving it our best by empowering the most qualified people to fix things is clearly the way to go. It's our only chance, and it's a decent chance. Now there is more. 
Although some great disasters are ahead and unavoidable, we can also make a great future for humanity. Because humanity has gone on after other disasters, we understand that disasters are a part of life. But an existential disaster of our own making? This cries out for us to end the crisis and to build a better world. Our vision goes beyond mere survival. Unlike almost anyone else, we have a vision for a better life for humanity. The future can be better than the past, even if we cannot avoid going through a bit of hell in between. But I'm saving that for another podcast. For now, I'm asking you to become a saner. We have a website, wearesaners.org. There's a form to sign up for the email list. We will be giving information and advice on how to spread the word, make noise, increase our visibility, increase our numbers. Again, this may seem small and trivial, but it's leading to something big and world-changing. You will be an early adapter. Not the first, but early. Together, we will clear the path and show others, people who care but are frozen by despair, that someone understands just as they do, that we are working together to defy those who are dooming the earth, that we have a proven strategy that everyone who cares can contribute to in a meaningful way. Let's do this. Sign up now. WeAreSeniors.org. Tell your friends. Tell anyone who cares and anyone who is looking for hope. It's here. You are the hope. I am the hope. All of us who care about our children and our planet and nature are the hope. Thanks for listening. I'm Ray Katz. We have 8 billion people on the planet. Too many people. At least 1 billion of us are aware of the crisis we face and desperately want to help. But we feel alone, anxious, and powerless. But we are not alone. Find the others. Tell them we can do this. We can work together. We can change things. In fact, only we can do this. Talk with the others. Tell them about this podcast. Let's get together. Let's find our way. Let's take five minutes to save the earth.